Welcome to the Race Podcast, brought to you by FCA Endurance, where our goal is to unite, equip, and encourage Christian endurance athletes in their mission to see the world change for Christ in their local huddle and across the globe. My name's Andy Peterson. I'll be your host for the next, oh, I don't know, 20 minutes or so, and I think this is episode number 10, and we're going to cover ministry updates, and we're going to cover hermardiology um, study, so we've got some things to go, so let's go ahead and get rolling. All right, so as you know, one of the things we like to do on this podcast is to take a look at our social media outlets, particularly the Facebook pages, and see what the goings-on and happenings are in and around the FCA endurance ministry and athletic community, and we are there is no shortage of stuff going on. And let's first take a look at the FCA Endurance uh, group page, the uh, global community group for members only. And as I mentioned, it's been an awfully busy summer, and so I have to go back three weeks just about and cover everything that's happened since the beginning of August. And so Mark Long has a couple posts here, and the first one that he posts back on August 1st was in regards to the USAT National Championships. We had pre-race chapel, pre-race prayer service at 6.45 at the entrance. I might have mentioned this beforehand. We have a follow-up report from Carolyn McDee, who I've also had on the podcast. I've also had Mark on the podcast. I've had a lot of people on the podcast. I should get you on the podcast. Let me know if you want to be on this podcast. Uh, but anyway, athletes had the opportunity to come and meet fellow teammates and pray before the race. And so Carolyn followed up a couple of few days later, and she has a lot of really cool pictures and she shouts out, thanks, Greg E., Greg Eberhardt, for um, speaking to the athletes at the pre-race chapel. And, um, and also thanks, Mark, for his continued support. Looks like there was, looks like it was good weather. It's really hard to tell 100%. Looks like there was a great turnout, obviously. And there's a great picture of, looks like the pre-race prayer here, among other fun activities. <laughs> And if you're looking for new gear, we have an announcement. I think it's still up. It was up, started, I think, um, August 10th, 11th, 12th, something like that. Maybe, <laughs> no, I take that back, the 15th. Um, it was open through the 15th. And so, unfortunately, you might have missed your shot at getting the uh, the gear that you wanted at the FCA Endurance Full Armor online store. Yeah, it looks like it's through Thursday, 8-15th. So as you know, this is a periodic opening and closing of the store's um, sell, sales times and dates. But it appears as though as of now or as of yesterday, which would have been Thursday, both stores are open, the Full Armor Gear Store and the Jack Roo Store. So if you're looking to get some additional gear, and who isn't, then head on over to one of those two shops. Looks like both links are now working. They had some technical difficulties with at least one of them, but they're both up and running now, so run out there. If you're looking at uh, a reason to buy, just take a look at all the uh, wonderful men and women competing for for Christ on these uh, pages within Facebook and join um, join that, that crew, uh, that good-looking crew, and represent Christ in a very simple and fashionable way. Just wearing the kit does more than make you look good. Um, it also spurs on, it's a conversation starter, and uh, also it generates a lot of interest, as is mentioned in Mark's post. 
He said that several individuals signed up to become members of the FCA Endurance Ministry just by seeing the um, seeing the uh, the what we're wearing. So it's a great way to advertise our ministry and to get the word out. And speaking of getting the word out, there was another pre-race prayer that took place at the Luray Olympic and Sprint tri- uh, Triathlon. The Luray Triathlon, I believe, is in uh, Virginia. And so it took place in, uh, I think it was last weekend. And judging by the pictures I see here, it looks like we had at least 30 people participate in the pre-race prayer. So that's pretty exciting. So thank you, Mark, for posting that. And uh, John C., thank you for posting and giving glory to God who John had a... uh, congestive heart failure diagnosed with that um, a couple years back, I believe, and now he's made it on the podium in second place in his age group. So he has a couple of fantastic pictures uh, showcasing his medal and his big smile. Thank you, John, for posting, and we really appreciate your ministry and your your positive demeanor and attitude um, and your ability to share Christ in a special way. You can tell from the comments that uh, John is a, a fabulous encourager and uh, several other people have um, have survived heart conditions and are doing the same thing, just praising the Lord for their ability to race, um, race for the Savior. Jason E. also had a couple posts back on August 13th. It looks like he is continuing his participation in the Lane Purser Memorial Road Race Series. Um, He did a five-miler this morning, and I think we can all attest that, yes, the heat and humidity is taking its toll on our our times, I suppose. But at the same time, we're still getting out there and doing it. Jason's doing the same thing. And he posts a link to um, a song, um, an old hymn that we are all very familiar with, uh, with a positive spin. Uh, put on by Carrie Underwood, and so it's a it's a great song, and uh, he finds inspiration in that. So we're we're right with you on that one, Jason, um, and congratulations on competing. Uh, well done there. It's always a good thing to be able to make it to church on those Sunday morning races. Um, uh, good two for one for for a Sunday. <laughs> He also participated the week before in the Asheville Spartan race in North Carolina. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. I'm trying to get um, trying to get Heather Golnick on the podcast. I know she's doing a lot of Spartan races. So if you see her out there, Jason, um, please let her know that um, I'm looking to get uh, get a hold of her so we can get her on the podcast. She's just a wonderful has a wonderful testimony for Christ and is still um, just as just um, very inspiring when she on and off the course. Erica also has a couple posts. Erica is competing uh, for and really looking forward to Ironman California. Um, She's posting uh, times to uh, work out with her and with a group doing some race recon. I think Ironman California is, what, in middle of October, so it's still a ways away. She realizes that, but she's pumped. And so she's got a couple posts on here encouraging others to join her and get ready for what she believes to be an excellent course and um, and a lot of fun. So she is inviting others to join her. If you're going to Ironman California, find us on the Facebook members only page and um, and look Erica up. 
Okay. I think the last thing that I've got here for this uh, recap would be Mike Powers' um, ability to um, assist with the uh, FCA endurance um, paraphernalia. The uh, looks like he's got handouts at the table, and he is representing FCA endurance and, most importantly, representing Christ at the um, – number two pro track meet in the United States with many Olympians attending. He's, he mentioned several um, who have who have medaled in both the Summer and Winter Olympics, which is interesting, pole vaulters and um, other and runners as well. And so this was a collaboration with the local FCA in Memphis. And if you're familiar with how FCA Endurance is operating now, we have a close association with FCA. And so it's always good to pool our resources um, and work together um, to um, promote God and glorify Him. So I think that's just about it for the recap. Uh, there was a lot there uh, on the Members Only Global Community Group page. So be sure to join up, um, uh, not just with FCA Endurance uh, as a ministry, but on our. once you do that, sign up on our Global Facebook page and get all the good information about who's racing where and doing what. So we encourage you to continue posting on the global Facebook page, encouraging one another, lifting each other up, um, and sharing, um, sharing uh, and, and edifying the body of Christ. It's a good rule of thumb also to check in on the global fan page. Um, it's a little more lighthearted um, than the members-only page, and it has a lot of... Um, applicable principles, um, you know, proverbs and wisdom that you can apply not just to your athletic training, but to your other facets of life. A lot of us have jobs. You know, we're all not full-time athletes. A lot of us have friends, or at least I hope we do. And um, a lot of us have families as well. Um, And so in each sphere, we have an influence. We have the ability to impact for Christ and we need to maintain that mindset. And so a lot of the things that we're posting on the public-facing uh, global fan page relates to any one of those components um, that will help you in those, uh, in those interactions. And so we definitely encourage you to take a look at what we're posting to the global fan page and consider um, whether it's a Bible verse or whether it is an uplifting thought. Um, to see whether or not, you know, prayerfully consider whether or not you can apply it to your life. One of the things that I do want to mention, um, I don't think he's he's um, he's posted here yet, but as you probably know, the Ironman 70.3 World Championships are taking place in Finland um, this weekend. This weekend would be August 26th and 27th, and I think there's at least one FCA endurance represented representative going to be at that race. And so, uh, Barry, who has been on this podcast before, um, uh, he usually posts to the the Facebook pages, how he does in races and things of that nature. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to post next week, but I know he's, he's there. He landed safely and he's been there just training and getting acclimated, um, to life in Finland for the next couple of days before the big race starts. 
And so um, we are praying that he glorifies God in his endeavors and has a wonderful race. We wish we could be there with you, Barry, um, but you might have to represent Christ all on your own. Um, But I'm sure you'll find some friends along the way. So uh, we are praying for you, and we wish you the best and um, looking forward to your race report. There are a couple of posts worth highlighting. Back to the... um, back to our global fan page. One of them, you know, in this podcast, we're doing a quick study on sin it's called Hamartiology. And uh, one of the one of the sins that we're covering is envy. Um, and there is a uh, proverb posted here, Proverbs 24, verses 17 through 18, which reads don't, re- reads, don't rejoice when your enemies fall. Don't be happy when they stumble. For the Lord will be displeased with you and will turn his anger away from them. Um, and so, yeah, so, I mean, what do you do when, you, uh, when you're envious, um, whether it pertains to a, com- a competitor? Um, you have to check your ego at the door, and you have to um, be an encourager, uh, regardless of you know, whether or not they are faster or slower than you are. So we always have to be mindful of that, that when we are in a competition, um, sometimes we let the competitive nature of our, um, of our souls take over, and we can kind of you know, throw a little shade on, on what Christ wants us to do. So we always need to be prayerfully considerate of uh, where God puts us and where he plants us in races and so that we can always be that shining light. And there's one more lighthearted post here that I thought was is interesting. There's a picture of a weekly forecast, and the comment is, you know you're a runner if your first thought when you look at the weekly weather forecast is how is this going to affect my runs. And, of course, that applies to cycling as well. Um, you know, and the weather can definitely affects us and, um, we, you know, we don't want to get caught out in the rain. And I guess that applies to every month of the year, um, whether it's rain or snow or sleet or hail or extreme heat or extreme cold. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of funny that that's exactly what we think of when we look at the forecast. So unless you're swimming inside, weather does definitely have an impact, or I guess nowadays you can run and bike inside as well. Um, but if you're like me, then all three activities is more fun when you take when they take place outside and preferably with some friends all right in our ongoing study in hamartiology which is a study of sin i thought a good one would be to cover laziness and you think to yourself well i mean as athletes how could we even be considered lazy we go out and we punish ourselves on the daily just to uh, accomplish what we'd like to do well i think laziness covers um, anything outside of um, doing, not doing Christ's will. And there's an article here in the issue of Table Talk that we're going through, which is a production by Ligonier. And it's by Reverend Jason Helopoulos, and I hope I got that name right. He's the senior pastor of University Reformed Church up in East Lansing, Michigan. And he's written several books, and he wrote this short article on the sin of laziness. And I think it's important important for us to go over because sometimes we can overlook um, overlook laziness. Now, laziness is not to be um, confused with resting. Obviously, we need to rest. God has given us an entire day uh, called the Sabbath for rest, and it's important to rest, obviously. But what is laziness? Well, laziness is not always just idleness, and we'll get into this. It's not doing something that you should be doing. Maybe you're being idle when God has called you to do something else for him. And so the article starts out by saying that the great pursuit of the Christian in this life is to live by grace and obedience to God for the glory of Christ. Laziness has no place in the Christian life. 
and the author gives us the reason from Scripture. He says that in 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 15, the answer is found, and let me go ahead and quote that now. Verse 14, for the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, that therefore all have died, and he died for all, that those who might live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. So Christ died and was raised, um, and therefore we, for us, and therefore we have died um, and are raised in him. And so we live for him, not for ourselves. The article goes on to say, living for Christ becomes the great governing influence in our new life. And he goes on to quote part of the Heidelberg Catechism. And if you've ever read catechisms, they're great summaries of the Christian faith. And a lot of people have committed themselves to memorizing them. Um, The Heidelberg Catechism excerpt refers to our lives being not of our own, but belonging in body, soul, and uh, spirit to our faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. So as we wait for Christ's return, we labor in the glory of our Savior, seeking to honor the one who bought us with his blood. And then there's the dichotomy that the author refers to, that it becomes our duty even as it becomes our delight. So we are to do this and enjoy the benefits of living for Christ. The author then goes on to talk about a 19th century Methodist pastor named Samuel Chadwick, who recalls a story when he was in Sunday school uh, of his teacher talking about another famous theologian, John Newton, who also wrote several hymns. And the teacher was commenting that if Nelson, John Nelson had shine shoes, which is a, you know, considered to be a, a tedious endeavor, um, something that people usually try to get out of doing or hold back on doing. And I think we can think of many things each day where we would rather be doing something else. That if Newton had shined these shoes, he would have done so to be the best shiner of shoes in the village. And the lesson captured Chadwick's attention, the young boy, because one of his responsibilities growing up was to shine his father's shoes and on a weekly basis. And so he decided that during that week's endeavor of shining his father's shoes, after putting them down, he remembered the, um, the thought and the thought that went through his head was um, that he should be doing this and everything for Christ. And so the story goes on. Chadwick thought to himself, I wonder if these boots would look well on the feet of Christ. He then said, for answer, I took up the boots and began again. It was a simple thing to do, but I believe that it was the most important thing I ever did in my life. I got in the habit of doing the simplest duties as unto and for Jesus Christ. So in the FCA Endurance Ministry, we often talk about racing for Christ. Uh, It's on our jerseys, it's on um, our website, um, and we do it for the glory of God. We pray that we race for the glory of God. Well, We're also talking here about doing everything, even the simplest of things for the glory of God. And, you know, we we can consider the long runs a tedious endeavor um, or the routine of training a tedious endeavor. But this goes beyond that. This goes into doing everything for the glory of God. And it's referenced in other parts of Scripture. Colossians 3.23, do all things for the glory of God. So if you do, you find yourself being idle. 
consider and prayerfully consider what it is that God would be having you do at that moment. The article goes on to say, whatever the Lord sets on our plate in any given moment in every realm of our lives, every realm, we should desire to do to his glory. Laziness must find no safe harbor in the Christian life if we are going to live for Christ. And the article concludes, Dear Christian, wash the dishes for Christ, mow the grass for Christ, file papers for Christ, stock grocery shelves for Christ. All of life must be lived for Christ. And so three of those four things, washing the dishes, mowing the grass, and filing papers, I've done in the last 24 hours. And so did I do any of those for Christ? Well, you know, it could be argued. It could be argued that they could have done been done better, right? And so it's almost like just paying attention to details. Are you going to do something just to get it done, or are you going to do something for the glory of God? And people notice good work. And so... That's the uh, so that's the that's the goal that we should be trying to achieve when we accomplish our tasks on a daily basis. So let us know this week if you feel convicted of doing something for the glory of God that you wouldn't have ordinarily done. Go ahead and post it on our Facebook groups. Um, let us know what you think about this podcast and how it can be improved. If there's something you want me to cover, a particular sin as part of this study in homardiology. Um, also reach out to us and let us know on the Facebook pages what it is that you're interested in performing in terms of upcoming races. Keep us keep us posted, keep us informed, and in turn we will do the same for you and so that we can edify um, Christ and each other and for the glory of God. And so that's all we've got for this episode. So until next time, God bless and Godspeed. speed.